Hi, guys. Welcome back to Triple M Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. And I'm Felicia. And today we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. I'm like really excited to talk about this. I'm so excited that you're so excited. That makes me more excited to talk about it. And like, I'm so excited that you're so excited that I'm excited. <laughs> yes, just so much fucking excitement. There's so much excitement. Also, it's just really interesting. It is interesting. Um, I know this is like a normal break, like a break from our normal show, but we really hope you enjoy it. And we'll tell you more about our own Enneagrams right after this. Hi, guys. Welcome to our podcast, Mental Miss and Mysteries. It's all right. It's okay. But you should listen anyway. Hi, guys. I'm still sad that we don't get to sing that ourselves because now we have a program to that button. I'm still happy that we don't get to sing that. <laughs> It was always such a process that we did it like four or five times and it was just, I don't, I don't know. Are you still working on trying to find us a new song? No, I am like just over. I'm like, this is it. This is us. This is who we are. Like, I wish if we could get our readers to actually like take a poll because they respond to almost nothing on social media. I'm sorry, not readers, listeners. Then I feel like we could figure out whether they like totally hate the song or not. But if you hate this song, DM me. If you love this song, DM Crystal. <laughs> I would be so mad if you get all the DMs. <laughs> you just want everybody in your DMs. I, I'm good. My DMs are good. Uh, they are. Your DMs are popping. Yeah, it's this time of the year where men are just like, I'm single. I've had friend requests from a bunch of 50 year old men in Russia. Like <laughs> mine's is mostly like Nigeria. Yeah, I'm getting some Nigerian ones. Jamaica. Cuba. I even got like an Asian one. I think there was like some guy from Poland. It was really bizarre. All I'm not accepting any of them. Single but. men from around the world who are just like maybe this nice young American lady. Yeah, <laughs> who like, doesn't know me. And I still don't understand how they even find my profile. That part's like, weird. It's so bizarre. Like, how do I come up on their suggested friends? we just one friend you just have one mutual friend but we don't like a lot of them i'll go and check and we don't even have mutual friends that's the weird part too like they are out here just friend requesting all these women but how does it even come up like i'm not coming up in suggested friends like do you just search facebook for crystals like i don't know maybe that's what i feel about because my name is felicia but it's spelled way differently than like you would traditionally spell it so I don't know. Like, I we just I know we're not internet celebrities. If I only have like five hundred and three followers on Facebook. So. If you're a creepy Facebook guy, if you want to tell us how you do your th- <laughs> how you found us, you know what though? With my five hundred and three followers, maybe they are friends of my followers. Yeah, or maybe it's because we're like in a mutual Facebook group, and then I come up on their suggested right. friends. There's okay, all, there's so many avenues. I guess that could be it. Maybe you just put in white women and you popped up. <laughs> white women and you popped up. Well, um, we're getting ready here for Snowmageddon. So, Snowmageddon um, 2021. I guess it's kind of been hitting the majority of the sn- this, um, states. A lot of snow has been happening down south. And from what I've seen from my friends on Facebook, we're predicted to get somewhere between zero and 12 inches. <laughs> wow. Those margins are just ridiculous <laughs> great, at all. Right. Like, if you have plans this weekend, don't cancel them because just don't just don't just fucking do it (laughs) so like normally on the eastern side of washington snow doesn't really stick like everything stays on the other side of the mountains but we're currently holding at 34 degrees and we're supposed to drop down to freezing so 
We might be snowed in tonight, but I'm ready. I I kind of thrive off of this kind of situation. Right, because you're an introvert. I'm like, oh, man, I just have to stay in my room all day and do me shit. <laughs> this is great. And not even like productive. Like, I, I plan to be productive during these times. Like, let me organize and do all this fun stuff. I'm like, I'll just sit on my phone on TikTok for 12 mm-hmm. hours. Oh, my God. I can't. I can. I can lazy out which is like part of the our enneagram stuff right like i can lazy out if i totally force myself used to i'm a type 8 enneagram um and i'm going to tell you more about like what the enneagram is and how it works in a bit but like used to i couldn't sit down at all like ever for any period of time like unless it was a show i really really enjoyed or i was like sitting down to a movie with my kids but otherwise like i had to constantly up moving and I actually think that uh, my ex-fiance, like, forcing me to sit and learn how to relax um, was bad for me. And I think it's caused a lot of my depression problems that I've been dealing with the last few years because I think I'm relaxing too much and I don't do well with that. Mm-hmm. Eights are like the opposite of that. So since I'm already talking about the Enneagram, let me get right into it. Yeah, give us some details. So the Enneagram is a personality test. It essentially is based off of the idea of like what your um, motivations for life are. So the Enneagram itself describes the shape of the numbers that make up the Enneagram and the numbers are one through nine and they kind of make up a well, it looks kind of like a partial David star within a circle. And the lines essentially kind of tell you whatever number you are. And then going down each line, how you either integrate, which is moving up, getting healthier, or how you disintegrate, which is how like getting unhealthy. Um, so for instance, I'm an eight, and then I integrate towards a two. So the more healthy I get, the more I act, behave, present like a two. And the more unhealthy I get, disintegrate towards a five. Um, Fifi's a two, which is what really makes this interesting for us. Mm -hmm. Because when I get healthy, I act more like her. And when she gets healthy, she acts more like me. And so we're a really great example for each other of how to act when we want to be healthy. Um, And then a five for me, um, which I thought was actually a healthy way for me to cope because eights are like the most intense number on the Enneagram. And so when I go to five, I get like really quiet, introverted. I kind of just like retract myself from the world. And I thought that was good, right? Because, you know, fight or flight, um, flighting is good for somebody who always wants to fight, right? <laughs> I don't know. If you if you have bones to pick, pick them. <laughs> yeah, right? So um, I thought that a lot of times when I was moving towards five that I was integrating, I was getting healthier because I was learning to like hold my tongue and be quiet and withdraw and not try to force people to be what I want them to be. But while that might have been healthier for people around me, they weren't having to deal with my shit. um, It was not healthy for me at all. I actually saw a post recently where somebody was like, maturity shows when to hold your tongue. But someone's like, that's not real maturity. That's just letting people run over you. You know, if you have feelings, let those feelings be heard. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing about like the two-ness, right? Um, It's it's me still being able to express how I feel, but 
placing more empathy and more tactfulness on my expressing. But a lot of the reason that I tend to go to five and a lot of eights do is because it's fucking exhausting um, having to sugarcoat things and make it more sensitive for people to take. And um, I'm really good at telling you off tactfully, but I almost have to like go through this process of being a five for a while where I'm quiet and then think it out. And then I'll come back and I'll just like tell you off really fucking tactfully and it's super intense but mm -hmm. like you can't get mad at me because i don't say anything rude or i don't call you names you, you kill know? them with kindness you say <laughs> it in a way that that's one of my favorite things my parents taught me like you know no one's gonna jump off a cliff if you tell them to jump off a cliff but if you ask them nicely they might do it right <laughs> Is that the solution, Pete? <laughs> Is that the two shit I'm supposed to be learning from you right now? <laughs> um, I don't want to withdraw into myself because I'm sick of your shit. So, like, if you could just kindly go jump off of a cliff, I would be fine. <laughs> You see how pleasant that is? That is pleasant. I love it very much. I've learned so much. So a little bit more before Fee and I get too much into talking about our own Enneagrams. Um, so that's kind of how the Enneagram numbers work. Like I said, they're numbered one to nine. So one of the big things that you can learn about your personality type that really helps you to grow and is very therapeutic is one, just learning what your type is. And that's what I would suggest you start with if you're interested in that. My favorite um, website to take a free test for is called um, eclecticenergies.com and I suggest that you take the uh, number two test which gives you your Enneagram type, your wing type, and your variant instinct stacking which I will further explain in just a second um, and then we will put the link in the show notes that takes you to that website to take that test. There are other tests um, that you can take and there are paid ones that you can take um, paid ones tend to be a little more accurate. The free ones, um, you know, you might get a certain number and feel like this doesn't fit me at all, which happens a lot. It really just depends on your mood. Like if you've been depressed, you're probably, you know, when I'm depressed, I'm, I'm acting like a five. So if I take the test when I'm really in a depressed state, I'm probably going to get five as the answer but that's not actually what i am you know so you have to be careful that you're like when you're taking the test one thing that really helped me was to be like what would i be picking right now if i was in a really good mood right so i didn't really want to see it as like healthy but like if i'm like at my peak performance i'm in a really good mood i'm accomplishing goals i'm bebopping around what am i going to pick at that time like and when i pick the things where i'm like what do I pick when I'm like irritated, you know, because sometimes the questions will be like, um, do you see yourself as really extroverted or introverted? You know, and I'm like, well, I can be both. Right. But then I realized that, yeah, although like I'm really feel like I'm half and half, I'm more introverted when I'm really mentally unhealthy. So the introversion is more of a coping mechanism. It's not necessarily like my standard behavior. So just keep that in mind when you take the test. Um, and so don't get too caught up in some of the other things I'm going to explain. We might do a little mini series since he's so excited I about am. this topic. All I know is about is two and eights right now and a little bit about threes. And I kind of want to like dive into everyone's Enneagram and yeah. just be like, okay. So we can maybe do that. There's also a lot of great Enneagram podcasts um, if you want to reference some of those to learn a little bit more. But I hope you enjoy what little we have to offer you today. So other than your main Enneagram, you also have what are called your wings, which are numbers that are next to you in the series. 
Um, so for instance, it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So if you're a two, you can have a one wing because one is right next to two in that set of numbers, or you can have a three wing. And so people tend to think that, you know, you're mostly your primary number, but then you also have a lot of influences from whatever your wing is. And then we get into extinct, extinctual variants, which are, um, they're broken down in three categories. One is social, one is self-preservation, and one is sexual. Um, sexual, the term to me can be a little misleading and that's why I don't like it. Um, but sexual is essentially, it's also called one-to-one. Um, sexual people are really about like one-to-one -one connections and they're very intense. They want to have a lot. And I guess that's why sex is the most common thing that it can, you know, get They're to. More intimate people. Right. But it's not necessarily about like a romantic intimacy just, either. Yeah. So that's why the sexual is kind of misleading. And then the social is obviously social, right? So those people are big on like others um, fitting into a group, a lot of group think, a lot of like, you know, you think about cultures like I grew up in Texas around a lot of Hispanic people and the Hispanic community, you know, a lot of family members might live together. Um, people are very supportive. If somebody has a baby, you know, multiple people are going to show up to help out. And so it's kind of that kind of thing where they grow up in that kind of culture usually. Um, or you say you're like the oldest child and you find yourself in a position where you're doing a lot of parenting and so then you have to worry more about like everyone else around you than necessarily what you want or whatever so that can make you more social and then there's the self-preservation type those are people who really focus on themselves um, they are really more concerned about what's going on with themselves rather than other people or connecting with anyone else they tend to be focused on a lot of things like um, you know self-preservation type things like making sure they have enough money making sure they have food that they like a lot of um, things that basically preserve themselves so that's essentially the main premises of the Enneagram. And then there's also what they call the tri-type, which is something I'm not gonna get into in, at all in this episode. Um, if we do a follow-up episode, I will. I really do love the tri-type, but I don't really wanna confuse people that are first time getting into Enneagram. Yes, don't confuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that being said, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Enneagram, what I know about each individual number. I am by far no expert in the Enneagram. I spent a lot of time studying MBTI, so I could tell you a lot more about MBTI than Enneagram, but I'm really getting an Enneagram this last year and um, partially because it took me four years to figure out what my Enneagram was. <laughs> Is it a new, because for the, MP, um, the MBTI, like they made us take that in high school. Is Enneagram like a new thing or is it just not as widely known? I, I mean, I couldn't tell you whether it's been out the same amount of time. I do know it's been out quite a, quite a while. Um, I will tell you it's based off the spiral theory, which is something that you and I talked about. And spiral mm -hmm. theory is very old as well. Um, and so I'm not certain. I, I think maybe it just didn't get as popularized because it's a little more complicated to understand. Okay. So um, I'll go through each number and I'll just give a little quick snippet. I don't really feel like reading off things today. So I'm just going to tell you from memory. And I can't even say that everything I'm going to say is 100% accurate because I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm no expert. Um, but type ones tend to be your like OCD person. So 
the way that they cope with the world is that they need a lot of external structure um, in order to feel like internally controlled. And so um, a lot of the things that I say may come off negatively, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that they are negative or a negative person because they seem obsessive compulsive. It's just more about like structure. And the best way to explain that is just to say that they're kind of like OCD. So they're very particular about what the way things are around them. Um, they, you know, in a work environment, they tend to want to find problems and then fix them. And then they kind of want to like force other people to like um, succumb to the way that they say it should be done in, in that way. Um, and it's not necessarily because they're out to control people. So their motive, main motivation really isn't controlling people. It's more just like efficiency. It's not necessarily even efficiency. It's more just like, it's more like law. Mm. Like this is the ethical and right way to do this. And so this is how we should be doing it. And so that's kind of how it comes off to me anyway. And then you have type twos. Type twos, I like to call the mothers of the Enneagram. They are very maternal um, if they tend to be female. Um, I would say that even if they're male, they probably would be considered maternal. Um, but the two is the start of the heart center. So uh, that's another thing I forgot to mention. So the numbers break down into three different centers. You have the head center, the heart center, and the gut center. So... Just to give a very brief explanation of that, it um, would take a lot more for you to fully understand it, but essentially, these are the people that think with their head, these are the people that think with their heart, these are the people that make decisions with their gut, okay? So one is a gut type. So gut types tend to be like really intense, and then heart types tend to be like very heartfelt and emotional. Um, so twos are, like I said, very emotional. Um, they can come off very intense because when they integrate, they start to look more like an eight. So they can come off intense that way. But they're usually the ones you're going to like see is maybe like a stay at home mom, but they might be like a little overprotective, <laughs> like uh, with their kids. You know, they're not the ones that are like letting their kids climb up on the railing and you know like oh they'll be fine when they fall off they're like oh no you know they're like right next to their kids and they're making sure that they're everything is good and they're making sure everyone else is good around them and then kind of one of their more negative traits is that they very much want praise from other people for what they do and so if they feel like they're doing a lot of things for you and they're not getting praise, then they can come off kind of attention seeking for that and that can kind of be when they're more moving into a more toxic kind of side of disintegration for them and then there is the three um, a three is also part of the heart center so two three four is the heart center i know it makes no sense that one does not start with the heart center i don't know why that was decided but it goes two three four um, threes are also like i said very heart-led they're very much the helpers but they're more helpers not in a maternal sense necessarily but more of like a caregiver sense, um, more of like a uh, public sense, more of like a very, um, I need a lot of attention from the public sense. So where twos are like, I want a lot of attention from my family and people that are very close to me and warm and my friends. Threes tend to be like more like the popular guy at school. They're going to be the one who's like, um, 
you know, team captain. They're going to be the popular one at work. They tend to have a lot of friends, that sort of thing. So still heart centered, still very helping, but their motivations for helping are different than a two. Their motivations for helping are more when their children, um, their parents, it's a common theme that their parents made them feel like they can only be loved if they are doing things correctly and if they're doing things correctly in a way for them. So um, like, for instance, my fiance is a three and I often mention the fact that her parents were in the military and um, she also went to Christian school. So everything was like very militant and she spent a lot of time um, cleaning her very large house because her parents owned a business in it and that sort of thing and so for her to feel loved or to give love is very much like acts of service so a two is going to be the one who's more likely to want to do things for you in like a loving way like they're going to come give you a hug they're going to tell you it's okay they're going to you know maybe buy you a chocolate or listen to you really intensely the three is going to be more like Oh, are you struggling because your house is dirty? Let me clean it for you. Let me um, do a lot of acts of service thing, but then they're going to struggle more with like, let me just give you a hug or so they're a little less maternal in that way. It's almost more like a fatherly. I guess that's how a father yeah. deals with you, right? Like if you're struggling, let me give you a solution. And twos are like, I have a solution, but it's comfort oriented. Right. If that makes sense. As a two, if your house is dirty and that's what you're struggling with, I will complain with you, but I will not. <laughs> <laughs> but I will not get up and clean for you. No. Yeah. Um, and then it can get kind of confusing for twos and threes too, because they are so similar. And with the wing piece, a lot of twos tend to be two wing three, and a lot of threes tend to be three wing two. So they have some of those traits of each other, but it's still not like necessarily their primary dominant one. And then fours, as a part of the heart center, their primary thing is to be individualists. And they kind of learned that the only way that they're going to be loved is to be different. And so eights really struggle with fours. Um, we like people who are very um, down to earth. We like to be very direct and communicative. And we like people who seem very genuine and raw. Fours tend to sometimes come off to eights as people who are like fake, like they're just pretending to be something so that they can be special and like they're desperate to be special. So where you might be in a group and then people will be like, um, you know, everybody loves the chocolate cake. The four is the one that's going to be like, chocolate well, cake I only gross. love strawberry. <laughs> it's, it's less and more like chocolate cake is gross because that might be something the three would say to get attention from everyone. Mm. But the four is going to be like, oh, no, strawberry is so much better. And here's why. Are they it kind of sounds like because there's a certain personality of people, too, who. And they don't do it on purpose. It's like a, if it's like a subconscious, even whenever you bring something up, they bring something up that's better. Yeah, they can tend to kind of look like that. Um, I feel like twos, threes, and fours can all do that, though. Really. The one-uppers? Yeah, they can kind of all be one-uppers. <laughs> but I think fours, um, yeah, I've seen that a lot of behavior from fours. And it's, like I said, it's not necessarily that they're consciously doing it or it's all from a negative place. It's more just because... The Enneagram's big on like what what your parenting led you to feel like is going to make you loved. Mm -hmm. And so for fours, the only way to be loved is to be different and to be, cre you know, creative or to be special. Um, so they're big on being special. And then they don't like to like give in to things. 
because of that. So then you have like the fives, um, which is the one that I disintegrate to, which I actually, I have been so disintegrated to that over the last, I don't know, maybe my whole life because I've been in toxic relationships that I thought five was in my tri-type, mm -hmm. um, which I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but I guess I'll have to allude to it to explain that. Um, the tri-type is all three types in each center that that you're the closest to. So that it's whatever gut type, whatever heart type, whatever um, my brain type you are. So anyway, it was so bad that I thought I was a five for a really long time. I thought it was in my tri-type. So fives, their basic premise for love is like, and safety is to, I forgot to mention the safety piece. A lot of is it about safety too. It's about what will make me feel loved and what will keep me safe. And so for a five, people will love me if I know a lot of things and I'll also be safe if I know a lot of things. So they tend to be the types that like, just seem like geniuses like actually a lot of the inventors genius types are like introverted fives um they're like i can navigate the world if i fully understand it and so let's say i have a five friend he messages me all the time and he asks me simple questions about like how to connect with humans like what do girls like and what do girls this and he's like i read and then he'll go like a whole book about how he read for like three hours about whether girls like white chocolate or dark chocolate like it seems almost it's, it's sometimes a lot of people with five actually get diagnosed with autism mm -hmm. and i don't mean to say that in a joking manner a lot of fives will joke that they're autistic you know but i don't like that people use autism as a joke really um but it's because they're very concrete right so they're very black and white thinking and so they have a hard time connecting because they're very strongly all head because like I said, this is where the head center starts. Right. And so anyway, for me, disintegrating to a five looks like my inability to make decision. Eights are very like decisive. You know, this is what I want and I want it this way. So when I start to disintegrate or get stressed out or anxious, then I'm like, oh, I can't make a decision. I have to research. And it can be something as stupid as like, um, what's the best pillow to buy for my couch or something dumb like that. And I'm like, I've got to spend six hours researching pillows, reading reviews from 85 people about the pillows and like how figure out what the pillow is. And then by the time it's, I'm like stuck in this analysis paralysis and I can't make any decisions. And that's, so that's, an, that's bad for me, but that's good for a five. Have you seen the good place? Yes. Cheaty. You think he's a five? Just a, no, but the whole indecision, he's like, like his whole life, like he had a dog who just answered to long pauses because he couldn't figure out a name for it. Is that the um, Indian guy? N the I'm African. Trying to remember. Oh, he's the African guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He might be a five. He kind of acts like a five, I guess. Right. Like he knows a lot. He's very well versed, but he can't make a decision. But to can't save make his a life. decision to save his life. Yeah, that's how my five friend is. <laughs> okay, and then you have sixes, which is. Um, the one that I thought I was for a very long time. Six was the one I primarily thought I was. And that's because of all the trauma I've been through and my PTSD. Six, the easiest way to explain it really is PTSD. It comes off like PTSD. Not to say that everybody that is a six is diagnosed with PTSD, but they're so closely related. So sixes like really are phobic or counterphobic. They're the only number in the Enneagram that has a different term after it so you can be a cp6 or you can be a phobic six cp stands for counterphobic so sixes basically are scared of everything 
that's the idea. Now, a six listening to this would probably disagree with that statement, but it's the easiest way I can explain it. So because they're scared of everything, they can either be counterphobic, which means they're so scared of stuff that in order to get themselves over being scared that they will rush headlong first into what they're scared of on right. purpose to try to get over it. So they tend to be like adrenaline junkies, that sort of thing. The guy that's going to jump off a cliff. Um, there's a lot of sixes that work in jails. And it's because like being around criminals is like fighting their fear of being around criminals, I guess. Um, and then the phobic sixes tend to be just like very withdrawn, very introverted, kind of like always have this anxious energy, always kind of scared to do anything. And those are the planes flying over again. I'm sorry. Um, and so that's most of what I know about six. And so I thought I was a six for a long time. And I thought I was a six wing five because I was clearly in a very unhealthy state. And then there's the seven. Sevens are the escapists of the Enneagram. That's the easiest way to explain that. And so their way to deal with life is to just escape everything. And so they tend to be the ones who are more prone to addiction, um, just basically anything that will help them escape. Gambling, getting on an airplane, flying away. They also tend to be like very sporadic and impulsive. And so a lot of sevens kind of come off really, really high in ADHD because they're just like all over the place. Like, like I was here last week, now I gotta go here. I'm yeah. out. And getting too committed to anything is scary. Mm -hmm. So the best way to stay safe is to just bounce all around and have lots of different ideas. And then I don't have to face my fear that if maybe I commit, then I'll fail. And so um, my wing is a seven. Mm -hmm. I'm an eight wing seven. So I have a lot of that to me too, which is why I love traveling so much. But then also I kind of avoid some things because I'm like, this seems really complicated. And if I commit to it, I'm going to fail. And that's kind of scary. <laughs> um, and so that ends the head types. So five, six, and seven are all head types. They're very much in their minds all the time. They lead with their heads. They think a lot. Eights um, start the gut type and gut types are like kind of like what you say, like the what's the saying about your gut? I can't remember. You mean the like gut, go with your gut, like right? Gut like people, yeah, you have a gut feeling. Go with your gut. We're very much the like brainstem. Um, so in a way, you could say that we are um, biologically not as developed as the rest of humans, I guess, because humans tend to, you know, a big part of our evolution was that we moved from just brainstem behaviors to our um, cerebral behaviors. So we're able to have more cognitive thoughts and feelings where eights are like very instinctual. Mm -hmm. So going with your gut is very instinctual. Like your gut tells you when you're in a stressful situation, when there's a predator around, you know, when you're hungry, whatever. So in that way, gut types can also be very impulsive um, because like we get this gut feeling and we're just going to go with it. And then when we don't go with our gut feelings and we try to engage thought or heart, that's when we kind of sometimes disintegrate because you're acting against your own. We're acting against our general like want to just go with our gut. And we also tend to push down emotions because we're not very connected to our heart center. And that's like really the big blind spot for us. And so although we can be very emotional, um, I consider myself a very emotional person. I think I come across as a two in a lot of ways, but I also will shove my emotions down in order to keep myself safe so that I can go with my gut. And so eights are actually the rarest type on the Enneagram. Twos are some of the rarest type as well. And eights usually tend to be leaders, bosses, CEOs. Um, 
threes all also tend to be a lot of leaders and bosses and CEOs, but eights are the ones that come off like kind of detached where you can be very blunt. Um, we don't feel much for people's sensitivities. We tend to think we're right a lot because we've developed these like patterns in our brain of knowing what's going to happen when something happens. So we actually tend to be very attuned to other people and know their emotions, but not know our own very well. And then you have type nine and type nine um, are like the Snorlax of the Enneagram. Are you sure not type nine? <laughs> I actually thought you were a nine. I really did. It's but, in my tri-type. But I think, is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think you're just in an unhealthy two place. And so I think you're kind of withdrawing to your disintegration more than maybe being a full on two. But anyway, we could talk about that later. Um, but nines are kind of like the just very go with the flow. They kind of have a hard time motivating themselves to accomplish goals. Um, they just, you know, are sleepy. <laughs> I feel like a nine. That, if but, I, but you've also been really depressed. So that like, too. It's, that's how you are when you're really depressed. Yeah, you know, like you even mentioned to me last night, when I don't get up early in the morning and start working on my goals, I feel like trash. Yeah. A nine doesn't feel like trash. They're like, oh, this is just fine. I'm happy here. <laughs> For you, you're like, I'm happy here, but only because... I'm depressed and this is safe. It's safer to just be laying here depressed. So anyway, that's the nine types. I don't know much about nine, so I apologize to the nines ahead of time if I didn't give more on your type. I'm sure there's much more interesting things to say about you, but that is mostly what I know. They have sleep telekinesis and we're just <laughs> over here trying. They like to sleep a lot. They're like, yeah. I transcend into another realm. What are you doing? <laughs> right. I think that I could learn a lot from nines. So it would be it would behoove me to meet some nine friends because they know how to chill and I have like zero chill. So um, anyway, I hope you loved learning about this. Uh, I would love to tell you more about Fifi and I's types, but unfortunately, we don't have much time left in this episode. So we have got to go. Any closing remarks from you, Fee? Um, No, just like thank you guys for like sitting here. Listen, if you go take the test and tell us. That's yeah, my closing remark. We would love to. We'll make a thread on Facebook. You can find us on social media at Mental Myths and Mysteries on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at Mental Mysteries. And you can find us on Twitter at Mental Myths. No, it's just Mental Myths and One. Mental Myths and One. And we would love for you to hit us up. You can send us a DM as well. We will put all of the links to our social media in our show notes. And we are still working on our big reveal. So we are so excited to surprise you with that. In the meantime, we have shut down YouTube production, although we might be able to put the shows back up, but there won't be video involved. So for those YouTube listeners out there who might be missing us, you can find us there as well. In the meantime, we would still love if you would pop on over to YouTube and find us and subscribe at Mental Miss and Mysteries Podcast. We promise it's worth it. When it's done, you're going to love our big surprise and just love seeing our beautiful faces. And all this month, we are featuring musical artists. And at the end of this episode, you'll be able to hear new music from our artists. So please stick around. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. Always can die hard I need escape in my car You are so fake It breaks my heart Ready to pain I'm making art New day I'm here But I'm not It's never clear New blind spot 
here, so why stop? It all started with a poem And from that moment on, I never stopped writing a song Neon lights in the sky, hella glowing Don't see opponents on, keeping my focus strong We make music, hoping to be noticed Stagnation, shouldn't make you hopeless I wrote this, frozen in the moment Don't know where it's going, I'm just ivory coasting Quarantine in the world, but I've been locked inside This life is a prison, and you're locked inside your mind Walking blinds and you're running out of time Dancing to your death, jump until you glide Music amplified, put a trance on minds Reverse the hands of time, to lead, stand the line For the fountain of youth, this island just grew To a mountain of truth, thousands of views For the grounded youth, standing up for the young Generation, sometimes starting over is the best dedication. No explanation or hesitation. We've been waiting, but we got too impatient. Back to the basics. Type one, Ivory.